this is what I found to be true. Even if you have to say it a hundred million times until you believe it, it's worth it. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, uh, hey, come on in again today. Hey, uh, you look at my background. Hey, Nash Vegas, Tennessee. We had eight inches yesterday, and uh, we're freaking out. We don't normally get anything but half an inch to an inch. And, boy, staying home by the fireplace, staying warm. Hey, today on our topic today, you know, we're, we talk about overcoming our adversities and what to do. We get tips and tricks from our guests to help us get through it quicker than we would normally so we know that there's a better life to be able to live outside of our difficulties or challenges and adversities. Today, our guest, she's going to be talking about, uh, she calls it the PBT, Post Portrayal Transformation, where she did a study on portrayal. All right. And so that would come across from from family members, partners, spouse, friendship, co-workers. And the one I think is the biggest of all, self, self-sabotage, where we beat ourselves up and go from there. So welcome to the show, Dr. Debbie Cyber. Silver. Thank you so Silver. much. Silver. Silver. I knew I'd goof it up. <laughs> That's all right. Great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Now, thank you for sharing your valuable time. You know, time is valuable. And I appreciate you sharing your valuable time to help me and other people that's coming in to uh, to have a better life and to move on in life. So I appreciate it. Now, let's jump on in. I don't like this hesitation and stuff. Let's talk about the betrayal study. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. It's actually my 30th year in business and as life would change, well, so would business. And uh, after two very painful betrayals, I, I looked at the two experiences thinking, okay, what's similar to these two? Of course, me, what else? Well, I realized that, you know, boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my needs seriously. And I said, that's it. So here I was, four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I'm like, we're going back for a PhD. And it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation, uh, because I was changing so much. I didn't quite understand it. Um, my husband was too, you know, I wasn't ready to look at that. He was one of the betrayers. And then, um, so it was time to do a study. I knew it had to be a man. Yeah. Well, first my family. Me and we give, we goof it up more than everybody else. And, and we got to ask for a lot of forgiveness. Yeah. And it was my, my family. It was the first one. And then it was uh, my husband, the second. So got him out of the house and I was like, all right, here we go. So I, I enrolled in this, in this, uh, PhD program. And uh, I was just interested in healing. That was really it. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my work, my business, my life. There you go. Awesome. So if I was going to say diving into a PhD, which I have a doctoral degree as well, and uh, it can be uh, consuming and can be a betrayal in itself, uh, depending on how things work out for you. But yeah, to, to definitely learn your groundbreaking, I'm interested in, in hearing from this and, and uh, audience, I'm sure 
is uh, fired up to learn from you. And so they can move on. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. So the first discovery, you know, originally I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar, post-traumatic growth is if you can imagine an upside of trauma, how whatever that experience is, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, how it leaves you with a new insight, awareness, perspective that you didn't have. Maybe you lose someone you love, you realize life is short, that kind of thing. But I had been through death of a loved one and I'd been through disease and I was like, no, betrayal feels very different, but I didn't want to assume. So I asked all my study participants and I said, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? Unanimously, they said it feels so different. And here's why, because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the entire self is shattered and has to be rebuilt. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they're all trashed and they have to be rebuilt. So didn't quite qualify as post-traumatic growth. It was like, yes, you rebuild your life, but you also have to rebuild the self. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation. That's the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. That was the first discovery. I would have thought about the uh, intentionally. I mean, I guess I just would have seemed lumping it all together. Uh, but seeing it separate than uh, death of someone, which you have no control of, basically. Okay. Wow. That's the, okay. That's, I, can, I, can, I can see that once you say that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because you grieve. You're sad. You mourn. The lost life will never be the same. But you don't you know, lose trust in everybody and everything. You know, you yeah, don't... because it's a natural thing. Exactly. It's natural that we're all going to live and die. And yeah, and but but the intentionally part is yeah, intentionally it's meant to do something to deceive or hurt you and lose that trust and everything else. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. So the second discovery, uh, what we learned was there's a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's known as post-betrayal syndrome. So we've had 50,000 people uh, take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. A few things about that. The first thing is we've all been taught time heals all wounds. I have the proof when it comes to betrayal. That's simply not true. Yeah, I don't believe in that either. Yeah, there's a question uh, on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago and I'm still unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. Feels like it happened yesterday. So we know time does not heal betrayal. That was the other, that was one thing. And, you know, every few months I pull the stats from the quiz just to see where people land. We've had men, women, just about every country's represented, every age group. And I, I have them if you want me to share some of the stats. It's your platform. You, I'm following your lead. <laughs> All right, sure. Because this way you see really how uh, these- Well, I know, it, I know, I know that, uh, when you give these stats, I know it's not just me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so out of figure 50,000 people, 45, 50,000 people, 78% constantly revisit their experience. 82%, 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. That's exhausting. 94% deal with painful triggers. These are the most common physical symptoms. 71% have low energy. 68% have sleep issues. 63% have extreme fatigue. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food for comfort. 45% have digestive issues. And that can be anything from Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, constipation, diarrhea, doesn't matter. The most common mental symptoms. 
78% are overwhelmed, 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% are unable to focus, 64% are in shock, 62% are unable to concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, you're supposed to work, supposed to raise your kids. That's not even the emotional issues. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness, 83% are very angry. 82% feel hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed. So just a few more. Here's why I wrote the book Trust Again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 80% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but don't know how. And the book here, Trust Again, is up on the screen for ones that are coming in later to see so you get an idea what it looks like. And uh, ones on the podcast listening, again, it's called Trust Again. All right. Yeah, I, I, I noticed there's a lot of high numbers in 80 percent, and especially in the emotional. And I can see that when you when you feel like you've been burnt, you have a hard time giving it up. Exactly. And those emotions create disease. So what happens is that's why there's this, you know, that's why it's post-betrayal syndrome. It's this physical, mental, emotional collection of symptoms. Now, the good news is you can heal from all of it. And we have the proof and the research and the and the platform and the, the roadmap to do just that. Want me to talk about the third discovery? Well, and I was going to say physically, you know, you can, you can, you can recover physically. You can recover the mental part, but when you get so emotionally involved into something, then mm -hmm. that's what's triggering these other things to continue on. Mm -hmm. But you can so, hear from, feel from all of the emotional. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, all of that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so number three. Sure. So the th th for me personally, this was the most exciting, and what we learned was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, most people do, if we're going to fully heal, and by fully heal, I mean symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome to that whole healed, rebuilt place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to move through five now proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what we need to do to move from one stage to the next. So healing is entirely predictable. Happy to go through the five stages if that serves. I, I'm all good. Yeah, I'm good to go through all this because I want to learn as well. And so uh, get uh, get this going. But um, yeah, some people, when they try to discount... People don't understand what you're going through. They try to discount. You just get over it, move on. Uh, they think, yeah, you, know, you don't understand what's going on. Then you just can't say that uh, yeah. from there. Not so, when it comes our, to betrayal. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. We found the wrong type of support does more harm than good. Oh yeah, that's that's almost anything. If you take take the wrong route, mm -hmm. you need to hurry up and figure it out and get out of there. Yeah, uh, you don't have to stay there just because you're paying for it. So yeah. All right. Yes. Go ahead. Let's, uh, let's come up with these uh, five things you're talking about here now. Yeah. Yeah. So the five, so the five stages totally mapped out in trust again. It's what all of our coaches are certified in. It's what we do within the PBT Institute. I'm going to give you a, a distilled version right here. So stage one is like before it happens. And if you, you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being 
physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody was this real heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing, and not really uh, prioritizing or neglecting the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being. So think about a table with only two legs, easy for that table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, by far the scariest of all of the stages. And this is shock, trauma, D-Day, Discovery Day. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So here's where you've gotten that news. You've just made that discovery. And what happens is you ignite the stress response. So you are headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind's in a complete and total state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot understand and wrap your mind around the information you just learned. Makes no sense. And now, there's a is, break- the, is the news you're just receiving it, is this surprisingly all of a sudden it comes or you've had some intuition about it, uh, wondering, you, is it you the could same have. thing? Yeah, is it the same thing you finally find out, whether yeah. it's surprised or you had a, uh, an idea? Shock. Yeah, it's that It's that shock. It's the, the realization, the confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmation that it's actually is. Okay. Yeah. And it's a breakdown of the worldview. You know, your worldview is your mental model. It's the rules that prevent chaos that govern you. Don't go there. Trust this person, that person safely. This is how life works. And in one earth shattering moment or a series of moments, everything you've known to be real and true is no longer. The bottom's bottomed out on you and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. So it's terrifying. Scariest of all the stages. But if the bottom were to bottom out, you know, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three, survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids, right? Here's the trap though. Stage three is by far the one that people land and stay in. And if you're not careful, you stay there for life. And here's why. I mean, so much so that I realized people were stuck in stage three. So from hardened to healed is only for stage three, for those stuck in stage three. What happens is once you've figured out how to survive, because it feels so much better, then the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think it's good. And because you don't know there's anywhere else to go, you don't know there's a stage four or a stage five. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because you don't know there's anywhere else to go, you start planting roots here. You're not supposed to, but you don't know that. And four things happen. The first thing is you start getting all these small self benefits. You get your story. You get to be right. You get a target for your anger. You get someone to blame. You get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to, right? You don't have to learn to trust again. Should I trust you? Can I trust you? I forget it. I'm not trusting anybody. So you plant deeper roots. You're not supposed to. You don't know that. Now, because you're here longer than you should be, the mind starts doing things like, maybe you're not all that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So you plant deeper roots. Now, because these are the thoughts you're thinking, like energy attracts like energy. That's the energy you're putting out there. So now you have situations and circumstances and people coming towards you to confirm, yep, that's where you belong. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. The misery loves company crowd, they come right here around now too. Because you you are so unhappy here, but you don't know there's anywhere else to go. You don't know about stage four or stage five, 
right here is where you resign yourself. You're like, this stinks, but I guess this is as good as it's going to be. So I better figure out a way to make this work. So here's would where it, you start. Would it also be their comfort zone? Yeah. For, learned, yeah. I mean, because a lot of us, we don't want to rock the boat and, 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 and fall out and get out of what we're comfort. What we built this comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, okay. Exactly. That, and we have we have decided that this is comfortable for us. And to make it even more comfortable, in a way that keeps us stuck like cement, now we start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, whatever, to numb, avoid, and distract ourselves from this painful place. So think about it. You do it for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years out and say, that drinking you're doing, that emotional eating you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. And they would say, that happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. That makes sense? No, I, I, it makes sense they would do that. It wouldn't make sense for me to hang in there. you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the ones that felt like they've been beat down so much and so bad that here I'm comfortable. Uh, this way, it's this way my life's supposed to be. So I'm not doing anything to try to get fight it. Yeah, I can understand that. Not that yeah. I would do that, but I, yeah, I can understand someone doing that though. That's exactly why they stay in stage three. And the longer you stay there, the harder it is to leave. Yeah, because, because they don't know what's on the other side, and because they don't know, they don't want to venture out. That's it. And then now they have a new circle of people and all this confirmation and. That's where they stay. I mean, that's why from hard to healed is just for that group. Anyway, if you are willing, willingness is a big word here. If you're willing to let go of all those small self benefits, you know, grieve, mourn the loss, bunch of things you need to do. You move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, you know, I can't undo my experience, but I control what I do with it. Just when you make that decision, you sort of, you start turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but you just stopped the massive damage you were causing in stage two and stage three. And I, and I use this example of if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, you don't, you don't have all your stuff there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. When you're in that sort of mental space, you're turning down the stress response. And what's also interesting is if you were to move, you know, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be when you're in that new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, you don't take them with you right here. You've outgrown them. You know, you're now you're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come. So people say all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they can't support you or be there for you in the way you need, you've decided right here, you've outgrown them. Amen. And I tell people, say, you don't have to leave them forever, but you don't have to hang around forever. You can always still be polite. Hello, how you doing? I hope things are going great. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, yes, but you don't have to be there. That's if it. Not there, if they're not helping you build yourself up and not building themselves up along the way with you, yeah, yeah. you don't need them because uh, eventually you'll fall back to comfort. That's it. You know, I did two TEDx talks and the first one, uh, it's called Stop Sabotaging Yourself. It's about that very topic, how we keep sabotaging ourselves so we don't outgrow something or someone. Uh, anyway, so it, when you're in stage four, you're making it cozy, you're making it kind of okay, you're making it home, you move into the fifth. 
most beautiful stage. And that's healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for any of that earlier. Now you do. The mind starts healing. You're making new rules, new boundaries based on, on your experience. And you have a new worldview based on what you see so clearly now in the four legs of the table. In the beginning, it was just all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. I think it's uh, an important and good five stages uh, from this. So Arizona Street Media, thank you for coming in. I hope you're catching something on this, uh, on betrayal transformation. So thank you for coming in. So uh, it's amazing to me, again, I think a lot of it is the self-sabotage. I mean, because everybody outside your world can go, no, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. Why are you going to try this? You're going to fail at this. But again, you had the final say-so. And so I, I think we self-sabotage and way too hard on ourselves more than what we want to blame to other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, like I was saying in that first TEDx talk that I did, I, I use um, three clients as examples of how we do this. And it may serve if I, if I share some of them. Yes, yes, yes. One was picture, picture someone, uh, she's at the top of her game in her field, you know, making a great salary, a beautiful office, well-respected, all of this. And all of a sudden she sees me because her energy's down, you know? So we do a bunch of things to get the, her energy back up. And with the energy comes a lot of clarity. And all of a sudden she realizes, you know, I've been climbing the corporate ladder for 25 years in a field I chose just to please my parents. I did everything for this. I never got married. I never had a family, you know, but this is all I know. What do I do? Do I quit my job? What, you know? And so what does she do? She stops seeing me dives back into work, sabotages her success. Right. Another one. Um, I use, I remember Greg, he, uh, he would meet up with his friends every week, you know, every Friday night or whatever, grab a beer, complain about the wives and the lives and all of this. And all of a sudden he realizes, you know, it's not really fun to complain anymore if I'm not doing something about it. So he starts diving into personal development. He is lit up like a kid in a candy store. And so now when he meets with his friends, he of course wants to share it. He wants to read these books with them. He wants to go to listen to these things and these events with them. And he starts talking about it and they start mocking him. So instead of going along with it, they're making fun of him. So what does he do? He puts the personal development stuff down. And now when he meets eventually falls back in the trap, that's it because he's afraid to outgrow. And that's what we do. You know, when we are on this journey and we are healing physically, mentally, and emotionally, when we are so committed to the people that are here, what we always do is keep sabotaging ourselves because we don't want to outgrow them. We but come then back that's to their frustrating. Level. So we're, then we're like, well, why can't they do this? Right. Well, they weren't ready just like you weren't, you know, at one point. Yeah. But eventually what happens if they don't do the work and you continue, you get this. Where they're like, ooh, what happened to you? And you're like, ooh, I'm the least bit interested in you. So the whole idea is and what we teach within the PBT Institute, our only job is to get that person, you know, to a better place physically, mentally and emotionally, because then this can't help but show up because that's who you are. Yeah, that uh, may don't don't think of it as running from your friends. If they still want to be your friends, they're going to come with you. Uh, if they want to stay where they're at because they're uncomfortable, doesn't mean you have to play the game with them. That's and it. So, um, the one thing with uh, Greg, someone should, should teach him that when he was trying to get them to jump in and drink the Kool Aid with him, mm-hmm. all right, 
and they're not doing it. I don't know who said this. I, I would have to go back and research it. But essentially what they're saying is if you're the smartest person in the group, then you're in the wrong group. Yeah. You know, yeah. you need to go where there's people that are smarter, brighter, that can help you to build you up more. Right. And so. it's really common when we've had some sort of shock and trauma and then we do the work to heal. You know, the, the people around us, they haven't changed. We're the ones who start changing. And if we don't have people in that sort of new group, like what you're talking about, we question ourselves. We don't want to leave our group because we don't want to be alone. And we will keep sabotaging ourselves until we uh, decide not to. Yeah. All right. And your third person. The th oh, uh, one more. She's a busy working mom. So she would, uh, she, she, uh, over the last bunch of years gained a bunch of weight. She saw me to get the weight off. So we do a couple things to get the weight off. And all of a sudden, you know, cause all she was doing was going to work, coming home, making dinner, cleaning up, going to work, you know, over and over and over wasn't eating well. So she thought it was just about the weight when she came to see me. I know it's way more than that. So we start doing some work, the weight starts coming off and all of a sudden she realizes you know, wow, I, I settled for a job I never liked. I don't even know if I like my husband. What do I do now? Do I do I leave my job? Do I leave my husband? So instead of doing the work to figure all that out, she went back to the food, gained the weight back, sabotaged her success. So she wouldn't have to think about it. This is stuff we do all the time. Yeah. It's uh it's amazing how complex we are on something that could be simple. Mm -hmm. We uh yeah, we just I I'm a firm believer we we at the higher order, the more intelligent, we overcomplicate quite a bit things. Uh, for example, I, I was going to work one day, come around the curve and a, a dog had just gotten hit by a car, I guess. I saw him dragging himself off the road and his back helps. He was paralyzed. Okay. And people had pulled over trying to help the dog. And, and I was sitting there watching them. I was going, you know, here's a dog that just wants to live, survive. And he's pulling, he's dragging his paralyzed back legs, uh, back part to get off the road so he won't get hit by another car. Mm -hmm. But what do we do? We get paralyzed. Me get paralyzed. I'm in a wheelchair. I don't know how much you know, but paralyzed playing football. And first thing I want to do is whine and cry about everything I lost instead of worrying about surviving the next day mm -hmm. and getting a better life. The best, well, best one possible was out there. And I'm not talking about being paralyzed physically. I mean, it could be, again, emotionally from uh, family life, again, from drug life, whatever. And we stay there and mm -hmm. we whine and cry more than we do something about going to get help, dragging herself off that road, not to get beat up again. Exactly. And we're, and we're the most intelligent creatures out there. Mm -hmm. We make things so complicated on the simple things sometimes. Yeah. And what's what I what I like to point out to people is the same brilliant mind you have that could create the those belief systems that keep you stuck could be the same, you know, when you use your mind in a different way, that's what creates healing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Just mm -hmm. you need to be open-minded and that's willing it. to take the risk to get out of that so-called comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, well, Dr. Deb this has been amazing. I've learned to, I've learned a little bit and I appreciate you coming on and helping the listeners and everything again, sharing your valuable time. Hey, go ahead and tell us uh, your uh, social media, your website, how people can find you uh, about yeah. taking the quiz on your website. 
Sure, sure. So the website is the PBT as in post betrayal transformation, the PBT Institute.com. And uh, we have the, the both quizzes, the healed or hardened quiz and the post betrayal uh, syndrome quiz, but they could just also go to healed or hardened quiz.com and you'll find the quiz there. And I'll put links down in the show notes to make it easier for people to find uh, any other social media they you want to hit them. To come My name. Yep. Debbie Silver. Just, just uh, Google your name. All right. And it sounds good. Now, uh, Doc, you know that uh, there's people hurting and struggling today. If you could leave us with a powerful message to help them get through today, that'd be a blessing. Yeah. You know, this is what I found to be true. Even if you have to say it a hundred million times until you believe it, it's worth it. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. There you go. That's, that's good. Yeah. But, uh, because it happened to you, it's not about you. So. All right. Yeah, that, that, that's powerful. I like that. So, all right, Tay, I appreciate you being here. And anyone else that's uh, share this out, you know, someone needs some way to get motivated, get powerful and tell them to go find uh, Doc, go to the website and stuff like that and take the quiz and get her books and go from there. Hey, I'm Dr. James Perdue, the Professor of Perseverance. Thank you for coming in on the Professor of Perseverance podcast. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast for motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at professorofperseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.